I, I'm going to, Hey, I'm going to go get some skills. I'm going to continue my skill of learning how to surf today. So there you go. All right. Leveled up dog. Jerry, start the timer. Welcome to the Location Indie Podcast to be signed the scenes, unfiltered, no holds barred look at the realities of the location independent lifestyle from two guys who are living that lifestyle. I'm Trav and waking up early, mm, not one of my skills. <laughs> I'm Jason. We're the co-founders of Location Indie. You can learn more at locationindie.com all about the travel, the freedom, the lifestyle business and sleeping in, right? I was one of the big motivators, I think, for going location independent. Man, work for yourself. I mean, it's so funny all that, you know, I can work from a beach in Thailand. I can, uh, you know, go with the, you know, I can sit at a cafe in Rome. I remember doing that one time, but like, you know, what's the highlight? Sleeping in might Sometimes. be the highlight. <laughs> yep. We talk about that a lot, right, Jay? There's the exotic part of building your own business, location, independence, living this lifestyle, the lifestyle that we call the triangle of freedom, financial, time, and location freedom. And the exotic part is probably why all of us are drawn to it to start with, right? There's a there's an inkling in your head when you're a certain, certain time in your life. I wouldn't even say certain age because I think it happens to everyone at different points, but there's like a breaking point in your life where whatever you're doing then which is usually like sitting in an office. Or for me, it was like sitting in a classroom and thinking, there's no way I'm three years into this that I'm going to make it 35 years. And the inkling is like, I wish I was on a beach in Thailand, or I wish I was in a cafe in Rome or Florence or, you know, and so you have this exotic notion and, and that starts the dream. But I think you start to realize as as you go towards the dream that there's so many other benefits as well. And a lot of those are these I'll call them fun or awesome day-to-day things that come with a dream of sleeping in or taking your kids to school or have it being Wednesday morning. And I mean, I guess some of this is exotic, Jay. I'm sitting here in Costa Rica, right? That's exotic. But I'm waking up, I'm recording a podcast instead of shuffling around to get breakfast, you know, finding a shirt and tie and then having a commute into into a school. And so... um, (laughs) Yeah, you know, it's like the exotic and the we'll call it day to day. And I think if if you told me that I couldn't have any more exotic adventures, I don't know why you would tell me this. I couldn't have any more exotic adventures, but I could lead like the day to day life that I wanted. I, I'd be okay with that because you and I both at this stage of our life have more, let's say, normal day to day lives, right? Then hey, we're going off on this crazy adventures together, you know. Listen, Trav, I'm never going to tell you, you can't take a crazy adventure. So <laughs> don't worry Thank about you. that. Uh, you're, you're welcome. Uh, a and, weight uh, off my yeah. chest. Well, I remember when, uh, and I know we're good, we have a lot to cover in, in the show, so we'll get to that in a minute. But I remember even when I kind of started out on this journey so many years ago, I uh, was living in Portland for a month with my friend Emily. And we always were joking because we, we wanted to be coffee shop thousandaires. We said, there you go. <laughs> just, we didn't even, it was just like, yeah, oh, I just want to work from a coffee shop. That's so cool. I don't, I wouldn't have to go to an office or do anything. I could just work from a coffee shop. And that just sounded really nice. And you know what? It was nice. Like that was a big perk just to work from a coffee shop. Yeah. So, and there you go. 
you know, you go through seasons in life, I, things change. And one of the big things that we teach inside our courses, or if you hear any of our podcasts, is the idea that the beauty of working towards this lifestyle, because it's not, oh, it's not going to be easy. You're not going to be able to snap your fingers and get there. But the beauty of it is that as what you desire changes, you can change your life to fit in that mold. So just like you, in the beginning, I was not really focused on financial freedom as, as well as far as like, oh, putting away a lot of money and, and making a lot so I could save a lot so I could have stuff for my kids and like kind of creating wealth. I was just focused on, all right, how do I make enough to, to travel and bounce around? And like you said, work in a coffee shop. And yeah. what we're going to talk about today, this idea, and this, I, I will preface this by saying, I think this is the hardest podcast we have ever done as far as preparation. Uh, that's, that's a bold statement on my part, but it's, I was so excited to do this. And then I sat down to make my list, Jay, and it is, <laughs> I, I mean, it could go a thousand different ways. So we'll tell people, I mean, you've already seen the title of this, if you listen to it, but this is for each of us, we're talking about the top five life skills that we want, either want to have, or we think people should have, or we are happy that we have. Um, and again, this kind of goes back to that as life changes, this list would change too, right? As you as you die, go down different paths, you start to say, man, I wish someone had taught me this. So I don't know if I'm willing to go this far. You you tell me if it's okay, Jay. Would, would you go as far as saying like the skills that you put on your list were skills that you wish someone had taught you in school, like sub out something and say like, I wish this had been taught to me growing up. This is the thing. A lot of these things will never, some of the things that at least that I have on my list will never be taught in school. And even if they were, you wouldn't be able to get the full, the full, uh, I guess, acquisition Spectrum. of that. A lot of these you can't even get, you can't uh, acquire the full skill. It's almost like a lifelong thing to strive towards. A couple of these things on the list, you can, in a way, get you know maybe 80 or 90% there. Others are lifelong skills like that you're building over your entire life. Now, do I wish that some attention was drawn to this so I was aware of the importance of them? Yes. Mm. Could a school teach it effectively? I don't know. Certainly, they could introduce some of these concepts and, and make you read certain books and things like that. And I think that's one of the things that's, you know, we're not going to go on this rant with the podcast, but this is, this is kind of how it started as I've been thinking about well, what, where are the holes in the school system? And I, I, I live in Norway, so I don't even know where the holes are here. I got to figure out those. But, you know, growing up, it was like there were just some obvious things. It's like, I mean, we could talk about this later when one of these skills comes up, but it's like, why? Wasn't there an entire class on this mm. in in high school or college? Maybe it happens now at some schools. I don't know. Maybe we touched on it a little bit, but not nearly enough. So uh, I think I know which one you're talking stuff. about. Yeah. I'll hold it too. But when it comes up, let's try to remember. I, I think I know the exact topic you're talking about because it is. I think it's one that is teachable, right? Or at least able to be yes. introduced. Yes. And I'm going to have a piece of chocolate for this. Is that okay? That, that's hey, that's fine by me. Hey, yeah. ha healthy yeah, eating habits, thanks. maybe maybe a skill. Um, right. Yeah, I think I'd, I'd love to hear from everyone listening. Um, this is a really cool, fun topic. I, I, I almost didn't want to record because I it, it feels like such an awesome podcast to do and a co an awesome conversation to start that I, I, I 
spent so much time making this list that when it's over, it's like almost when you're reading a really good book or you're listening to a really good show or or watching a really good show. And when it ends, you're kind of like, dang it, like, oh, that's over. So I'd love to keep the conversation going. So guys, you know, get at us um, on Instagram and let us know like what, what, what skills would you want to have or what skills did we miss? Uh, This is, I think, right off the bat going to be a two-parter, Jay. I I just, there's so much to unpack here. I think there's so much to unpack even before we get to the lists because I have a lot, I I just started brain dumping and I have a lot of skills on this list that I want to touch on that didn't make my top five for various reasons. Mm -hmm. And I I just, I, I don't want to just jump into the list because I think there's a lot to be said for a lot of these skills on here. So first, before I give you, kind of my, uh, let's call honorable mention or ones that I, yeah, honorable mention that deserve a mention. Walk me through your process for even making the list, because this, this is one of the reasons that uh, like I got hung up a lot was what defines a skill, right? Like how do we even classify something as a skill? Well, my process was to keep going further and further out until I knew I could get something that would include a lot of other things, which may sound like a cheat. But there are so many... I think traditionally, when you think about a skill, it's almost like a broken down specific thing, right? And uh, what I try to do is maybe zoom out on that and figure out, well, what would be the overall skill that would include a lot of other skills underneath it, or we might lead to the development of other skills underneath it. So that was my process. Can you give an example? Of well, I can something. when we start. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, all right. Well, this is okay. This is a good example. Then I'll give you one because both of these fell into my like honorable mention. And you're right. Like one is a part of another. So for example, uh, I, like you mentioned, I think sometimes people take a skill and it's like you, you'd be able to say like how to and then put that skill right on yeah, there. Yeah. So yeah. how to blank. OK, uh, but you and I both looked at it and said, well, a lot of these can't be just a how to. I have one on there that is like is a skill, like is a legit. You could learn it and, and, and be done with it. And that's it. But that's the only one. Um, So, uh, you know, I think you and I both took the same mindset, like, how do you zoom out and what's the all encompassing theme of that? Okay, so the how to would be like meditation. So that's on my on my uh, honorable mention how to meditate. But the bigger thing that would be the skill, the overarching thing, the parent skill would be like mindfulness. Okay, and so that is I don't know for you if that's on your list, but that's, that was an example of me of like, here's the, here's the mini skill, even though meditation is a big thing. Here's the overarching skill, mindfulness. Is that your number one? No, it's just on my honorable mention, man. Oh, come on. We're not, we're not on the list yet. All right. right. We got to get, we got to get on the list because we got 10 minutes on this one. So I want to spend, I know we, I know I'm rushing. I don't want to rush through it. You are rushing. All right. Then I'll give you just some that are well, on listen, my let, Well, mentions. let me, you know, you, you bounce it back to me. So let me chime in here. I'm going to start the list because my number one, my mind meld, crazy mind meld going on here. My number one is self-awareness. Self-awareness because it encapsulates so many 
other aspects of, I, I, I say other aspects of your personality and also you could say skills in some ways, right? If you think about not being impulsive and learning how to understand that you are not your mind, you are not necessarily your emotions. You may be feeling emotions and emotional and you may act on emotion, but when you have some self-awareness, you understand that that's just um, you acting on your emotions as opposed to maybe who you are. And you can start to step outside of some of those things. Now we're looking at things like moderation and stress management and paying attention to your self-talk and meditation and uh, building healthy habits. I mean, you have to be aware of your unhealthy habits right before you can uh, start to build healthier habits. And in order to kind of understand your operating system and how you go through life with your internal dialogue and everything inside and also what you do externally, if, if you can cultivate an awareness around all that, then you have a chance to read, to improve, to acquire other skills that can... Uh, acquire other skills that can help with things that you feel like you may be struggling with, but you can't even identify those struggles and you can't even move forward on some things if you can't cultivate that self-awareness. So that's my number one. Huh. Okay. You went really big. I mean, okay. All right. Um, and you're put, and you're rocketing me through. I, I don't even know where to go now. Do I go onto my list and just forget all these things I wanted to talk about or what? Go onto your list. All right. <laughs> when am I going to get to talk about these ones that don't hit the list? When am the I going to get to honorable mention talk? usually comes at the end, right? Oh, so well, no, I usually go backwards. I like go honorable mention okay. and then I count down five, four, oh, three, two, one. But okay. I, I, hey, you started off. So we'll go number one. I, I don't have mine in or yours. Are yours listed in order? Like are you saying like if I could only have one, it's self-awareness or are you just going with these are the five that I want to have? Um, They're not necessarily in order. I feel like okay. they're all important. I mean, kind that was the my number one, I guess I would say, but the rest of them, I feel like they're all equally important in many. Okay, ways. so so we're not putting them in any specific order. I I'm going to go the opposite end of the spectrum then with with the first one that I mentioned to you, and this is the one that I said that you could you could have like, and actually, it was the only one on this list that was taught to me in high school, and it was the most impactful skill that I got from high school, and that is the skill of typing. So simply just sitting at a computer <laughs> and knowing how to type correctly. And I know you think this is funny because you either didn't have this in school, I guess, or didn't you learn. You probably it saved you, a lot of time in your life, right? I mean, yeah, I mean, I, it's, it is a funny thing and I wanted to throw it in because it's, it, it's funny, but it is this example of when we were in high school thinking this is the stupidest class ever. The guy just sat at the desk he made us all sit at a computer. We used Mavis Beacon teaches typing. So he didn't actually teach anything. I mean, smartest guy in the world, possibly. There he is collecting a $90,000 salary, uh, legitimately doing nothing. Like we, we sat at the computers, boot up this program, but it was a skill that to this day I use every single day. I don't see there being a time when I don't use it. Um, unless I guess as we get older, computers become obsolete and are just completely... Uh, I, I guess taken over by by mobile devices, possibly. But uh, I know that you sit there and you peck away with your two uh, pointer fingers when you type, and I can sit here and you know I'm not throwing shade. It's just, just I wouldn't be able to do it unless I learned it in school. But I can sit here and type the correct way, and it has been the one skill that I learned in high school that has stayed with me, you know, throughout my years, and that I'm super grateful for. So 
Uh, learning how to type is is on my list. <laughs> nice. I love that. That was totally unexpected. And think about the compound interest in terms of your time that you've saved over the years typing. I mean, you you've probably gained back years of your life over over my finger pecking over here. No, I, I use I use all the fingers, man. Now you know I use the thumb. No, you don't. Far. There's no way you use all the fingers when we're on I, Zoom calls. Or you're typing. I I know you're only using two fingers because I can hear it. I think I'm using anyway, whatever. Dude, you're not <laughs> all using right. all your fingers. I need to me. see. I need to get Mrs. Barian's typing course or whatever that was that you got. Mavis Beacon, baby. <laughs> Mavis hey, Beacon. Hey, shout out to the 90s kids. I guess shout I guess you 80s Mavis. kids didn't have Mavis Beacon. Yeah. Yeah. No, we had a typing class, but I didn't take it. I guess I didn't think it was important. All right. Number uh, two interesting. For me. My school made it. This is real quick. My school made it like compulsory. Like every single student had to go through typing. Genius. Wasn't even an elective. So genius. Well, I think this is a skill that is not taught directly to us, but at least we're, we're thrust into in some way, shape, or form, whether we learn it or not is another question. What does it mean to learn this skill? I, I don't think you can define what it means to learn this skill, but there are aspects of it that are so important in life, and that's social skills. Oh man. Okay. You it's, are taking like a very wide scope here. I well, thought I was okay. taking a wide it's scope. Not, but... It's not all it's not all super wide, but these first couple are. And learn about yourself. Learn about others. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, social skills are vital, right? And a, a lot falls under that umbrella. You've got becoming a good listener, maybe asking the right questions, how to engage, maintain eye contact. All of these things are learnable skills when you break them down. If you if you're aware of them, going back to the awareness, um, maybe things that you might want to improve on, and then you practice them. And there's you know maybe not during the pandemic times because that's an unusual circumstance that chunk of time, but uh, generally speaking, there are plenty of opportunities to practice social skills in life through school growing up and through interactions and everyday life, going to the store, going here, going there, whatever. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's such an important skill to be able to connect with, with a human, to find that common ground, to have a discussion. Uh, you know That can do everything for you from building your friend network to getting you jobs to... Um, I mean, you know, succeeding in business. There's so many aspects to just having a certain skill set when it comes to social skills. And it's something that I think over years of time and just like being out in the world and having conversations and things like that, I've developed to an extent. But who can say to what extent you have social skills, right? That's the hard right. thing about this conversation. But if you see parts of that that you want to improve, my I guess my point is putting on this list is it's a worthwhile investment to like read books and to spend time, you know, leveling up certain social skills if you think that th there's some that may be missing in your life. Is there a resource or a book or something that you would lump into this that you have read or have oh yeah, had I mean you could the classic how to win friends and influence people. Yep, by, by Dale, Dale Carnegie, Carnegie, which I've never gotten through. It's like I get a third of the way through and then I'm like, okay. And then I pick it back up. Okay. Yep. I mean, obviously one of the most, you know, talked about influential books of the, of the last hundred years for sure. Okay. Sure. Yeah. I, I'm with you. I mean, social skills is 
I, I guess I didn't take as broad a scope. Um, minor, maybe a little more defined. That's not saying that that I don't agree with you because I do. I mean, you know, if you're self-aware and you have good social skills, everything else almost can go out the window. I, it, truly, right? I mean, because it, it just at that point you're you're at a point where you are a very good version of yourself and then i think you can start focusing on like more honed in skills one of the things this isn't next on my list is i had six on my actual list so i'm going to throw this one in here because i think it is the one that's clo closest tied to social skills and people might think no 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 that's crazy but here's why i'm going to mention sales um and when people hear sales, a lot of people, when we run our courses and we tell people, all right, you're going to have to make scale sales and have a business. I mean, that's, that makes sense. But people, 90% of people get like that, oh, right? That, that like pit in their stomach. They start to clam up. They're like, sales, no. But I want to throw sales in here because one, if this is a skill that you develop, it opens up tons of doors, right, Jay? And it doesn't always mean sales for just for you know, business, although that if you're doing sales for business, that's going to have a, a huge effect. But I think sales, good sales comes from understanding social skills. Would you agree? Yes. And I think that if you do sales in a way that if you're self-aware and you understand the type of person that you are and you have the social skills around it, and you and and then you also have a product that you believe in. Good sales doesn't have to feel like ninety nine percent of what people feel like sales is. Does that make sense? Yes. And so, I, even on top of that, though, I think there are a lot of like we have learned quite a lot about sales in the last three or four years. Some of that from from our awesome coach Stan, who who used to be a sales trainer at really high level companies. He also uh, really geeks out on sales. And so, what I've seen happen with my idea of sales is it is completely flipped. And I think one of the skills that people should learn when they're learning about sales is the multitude of ways that you can do sales and then the one picking the one that feels most genuine and authentic for yourself. Because ultimately I think when someone would say, oh yeah, you have to learn sales people think of like mind persuasion, right? And like, I'm going to talk someone into buying my product. Um, and while persuasion is a part of it, it's more about understanding others, understanding why others behave certain ways and leaning into that so that you can best present the opportunity that you have for them. And I think if you look at sales as presenting your opportunity to someone in a way that makes sense to them and allows them to make the best possible decision, that's what sales boils down to, to me. Yeah. Okay. First of all, let's just keep this rolling. I mean, Chris brought this out, but we're here. We might as well rock out the list. What do you think? Sure. If we decide to split it into two, well, that will be determined later. Maybe you'll listen to this in two podcasts. But I think, I, let's just, yeah, we're just going to go with this conversation. Here we go. Here we go. Well, let me share the next one on my list while we're on the topic. Sales. All right. Okay. Sales. You could have cut in earlier. I, I always, with Heather and I, when we do lists, I almost, if, if one of us has something on the list, usually we'll jump in earlier and be like, yeah, this is on my list too. Let's talk about it. So go, go ahead. I'll let you have your okay. five minutes of sales fun too. 
<laughs> no, it's okay. Well, I think it just includes a lot of other skills. And you alluded to that during your uh, soapbox rant. Just kidding. I mean, it's a if you can learn how to sell, that means you're getting better at marketing. You're getting better at copy. You're probably getting better at negotiating. You're learning how to handle objections. Maybe your product design or your service design is better because you understand better what people need because you've had a lot of the conversations selling. So uh, it's one of those skills that it's more than just that skill. And, And it helps you in a lot of other ways in terms of building your business. And also, even if you have a job for somebody else, selling yourself, that's a version of sales, right? Uh, it can be about the positioning, about the presentation, about how, um, yeah, just just how you uh, kind of uh, share something in in a way where it's it's honest and it's authentic, but you also know what you're doing. You're confident and you you understand the process of selling, and it, it's just a it's a skill that is wonderful to have for life, right? I mean, uh, and. You know, I thought, oh, I, I can. I'm pretty decent at sales. Like, I feel like when I went out and did all these promotional events, my job was to talk people into participating. So that was sales in a lot of ways. I didn't really realize it at the time. And then I had a two year stint selling uh, wine and spirits for a big liquor distributor in Colorado. And I took professional sales training. And that was really eye opening because then I got more into the process of learning how to sell and how you can handle objections and and that there were ways to prepare for um, these conversations. So when you went in to try to sell something, you weren't just flying by the seat of your pants. You had a plan and you knew what you were doing. And hey, listen, we all got to sell something at some point, right? Whether it's ourselves for a job or something in our business. So might as well learn some tricks and some tactics and some skills on how to do it. 100% agree with that. And I think that this is a skill that you can really learn. Like you can really increase your skill level at this pretty quickly with training, right? Like it's something that you we all probably don't have innately, although you hear stuff of like, oh, they're a born salesman or they could sell ice to an Eskimo, right? Or whatever, or an igloo to an Eskimo. But um, I, I think some people might have a personality for it, but we don't naturally have this training. And for me, this is one of the skills that has really kind of like really progressed recently because I've taken some time to do that. Um, another one that I feel is in the same vein, and so we'll stay on this kind of topic, is negotiating. Like I think it's, I think yes, it's. A separate... I almost put it on the list. I, I tried to loop it in there, but I think it's its own skill. Definitely cool. an honorable well, mention for me. Let's talk about it because I, I it, it's a obviously it's a part of sales, but it's also a part of way more things in life because you're not always just trying to negotiate a sale of like a house or yeah, something. Yeah. Sure. I mean, what about with, your marriage? Isn't that one big negotiation? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, you know, with your kids, you're negotiating, and so I would say that this is a topic that I ne- I didn't think much of before until I read a book. And so I can give a really specific, awesome resource called Never Split the Difference by Chris Voss. You know, now it's a New York Times bestseller. Uh, I think I read it kind of early on when it, when it first came out and it's gotten a lot of traction because it is absolutely incredible. I, I don't like to reread books. I have read this book three different times in the last year and a half since I first read it. 
Uh, I think you've read it as well, Jay. It it's it's really good because he's an awesome storyteller. Um, but there's actual tips in there, so strategies for negotiating. But he also then talks about the why behind negotiating and how negotiating is a much bigger thing than simply negotiating a sale of a house or, in his case, negotiating hostage situations in like really high intense situations. Um, and I, it's probably the book that I have implemented. What I've learned, I've implemented the most, and I've seen the most dramatic effect from implementing it in in various ways. One of those was negotiating a deal with Netflix when they came to film a movie at our house. I used his... like Before they came, Jay, I prepared for probably four hours, wrote out how I thought the conversation was going to go, input like the strategies that he mentioned at different points. One of the big ones is like, shut up and, and don't say too much, which is difficult for me. And uh, I saw it work perfectly. Like it is the best testimonial I could give to him was like, here's what I did that you said to do. Here's what happened. Here was the other person's reaction. There was no way they thought they could give us that amount of money. And then ultimately they ended up giving us more than I had originally asked for because of this. And so I would recommend it to any human being out there. Never split the difference by Chris Voss, all about negotiating because you're going to have points in your life where you're negotiating something. Um, probably every day. And, you know, when it comes to your, again, this uh, social skills with partners and, and with friends and family, but there also will be like specific, oh yeah, here comes the negotiation times of buying houses, buying businesses, whatever, cars, doesn't matter. There will be very specific in your face negotiations that this will help with, as well as then maybe the more subtle negotiations that come up in life too. So is that on your list or not? <laughs> Oh yeah. Oh okay. Oh, that yeah, was negotiating. I mean Okay. Oh, yeah. this this was actually the easiest this was the first one I put on my list when I said life skills, this is going on my list. Yeah. It it is on my list in the way that I tried to loop it under sales, but I really wanted my last one to be on the list, so I had to bump bump it off as its own thing, but I agree it should, you know, in in my expanded list it's on it. Okay, so are you? You're not at your last one yet, are you? Because sales. Oh no, was... no, no. We have two, we have two more. Okay, I have three more because sales wasn't technically on my list, but I tried. Are to you serious? <laughs> yeah, I told you that. I wanted to throw sales in under social skills because it was like okay. you're negotiating. It was like bumped, but it had to be talked about. So okay. I'll, I'll go. Okay, I'll go into my next one because I doubt this is on your list, and then we'll both have two left. And I think the two left. I'm just. I'm just taking a guess here, but I think the two left will be the same or similar. So let me talk about one that I don't think you have on here. And again, this is more of a skill, like a hard skill. This is wilderness survival. Is that on your list? It was almost on my list. Okay. Well, let's talk about it because this is another one where I, where you can go and you know take a course, go to a boot camp whatever, and probably go from having very few skills if you're not used to living that type of life and really upping your game quickly. And I think this is a super important one, not because I'm a doomsdayist where I think, oh, the apocalypse is going to happen or something crazy is going to happen and I'm going to need to know how to survive in a world like that. Although that does cross my mind, you know, maybe once every couple of weeks of like, I should get better at this. But I just think that learning the skills 
that would come with wilderness survival, A, are useful in, in random day-to-day situations, but I also think the confidence that you would have in knowing that you could survive on your own in the wilderness, even if it was just for two nights, three nights, what have you, that's even more important than the actual skills of like building a fire and tracking animals and, you know, anything, what berries to eat, things like that. The confidence that you could have and be like, oh my gosh, I'm going back to my primitive roots and I could do this if need be would be huge and game changing. Agreed. Uh, It's, it could definitely easily be on my list and almost was, but we had to limit it to five. So I had to squeeze these last two in. But another one I could add to that is even though it has nothing to do with survival, but something I always wanted to do, but never did uh, have the opportunity to do or never took the opportunity, I suppose, uh, was martial arts. It's another sort of confidence mm-hmm. thing, right? Like you could, you can walk around and it's not like you want to go pick fights or anything. That's not what martial arts is about. It's just more about knowing you know, having the confidence to know, okay, if something happens, you can defend yourself. But even when I took wrestling in junior high, even just like those few moves I learned over those couple of years, it's still, I still remember them. It still is helpful to know you have some things you can do in a situation, you know? So times that by, you know, whatever wilderness skills, martial arts, whatever you're into, those are, I think, super valuable skills. I'm, I'm going to, th- you know, you didn't let me go through all my honorable mentions. So I'm going to try to pop in whenever I can with those. I had self-defense on my, on my list. And okay. for the exact same reasons you just said that, I think if you found yourself in the situation like that in wilderness survival, if you found yourself in that situation, let's say there's a 5% chance in your life, you're going to have to use it in a really kind of do or die type situation. Well, okay, Good. You you've you're 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 good, right? If you if you find yourself in the situation, you made sure that you you can survive that. Um, the other part, as you mentioned, was just knowing that you could. There is a really important part to that. So yeah, self defense. I've I've I haven't studied martial arts, but like Krav Maga, which is like the Israeli yeah. self uh, Israeli forces self defense method. I've always thought. Hey man, go take, even if you just went and didn't say, I want to become the best at this or, or go up whatever levels they have in martial arts, you know, go up belts. Um, just having a background in it and enough, like, you know, you could probably take three or four or five classes and say, huh, this gave me enough confidence to like 80, 20, my way there. You know, I did um, it once uh, at a, like a tryout class where they let people come in and, you know, take a couple classes and it was exhausting and cool, but I never yeah. followed through that. I think I went back on the road or something. All right. I th- let me get to my, we have two left. I yep. think you're, we're going to share I, this one. Can I take a guess of what they are? No, not for the second one, but I know we have this one in common. I'm pretty sure. And that's personal finance. You have that on your list? I do. Yeah. It's just uh, something that I can't believe that I didn't learn more about in school I mean, yeah, well, there's these credit cards and they have all this fine print and blah, blah. Well, let me just get this free t-shirt. You know, people coming <laughs> on your college can You know, it's like, what? I mean, you need to know. You need to know personal finance, investing, what the ramifications are of credit card debt, how it all works, banking. You know, this is everyday stuff that that is so important. What? They didn't teach us this in school. They didn't it's like mind boggling. I that, mean, it, this should be a multi-year like, you know, you should have, I don't know, fake bank accounts or like, you know, get in the situation. I don't know. I'm sure. I don't know what they do now, but surely they could have done something more. And, yeah, they, and I mean, sending us should... all out into the world with no idea of, 
how insurance works or, you know, credit card, anything. I mean, what the hell? Yeah, th- it's it's mind boggling that this is not taught in schools. Um, it, it should start when you're in middle school. And like you said, it should just go all the way through. I mean, everything from insurance to credit cards to, to banking. I mean, start with the basics. Um, I had one elective class in high school called like consumer services or something. It wasn't services, but it was like they were supposed to teach you kind of like what to do when you become an adult. But it was like every once a week, every week for one semester. And it was just like the most basic stuff. And, you know, the, the that you shouldn't be doing it your senior year when you're checked out. And that's when you finally they give you a fake checking account. Right. And 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 barely do that. So I'm with you. Personal finance is I mean, it's going to affect every day of your life for the rest of your life once you go out on your own. And the fact that that it's not covered is a tragedy. Um, you know, you always hear this, too. And it's like kind of just ho-hum. Well, that's how it is. You always hear like, yeah, well, you know, personal finance and the way that you deal with finances is based on how you grew up. So some people had, you know, it's like a cut and dry. Some people had parents who told them about personal finance. Some people didn't. And it's used as an excuse for people who are getting in credit card debt or who are in these sticky situations. It's like, well, why should that be the case? Like, yes, parents should be teaching their kids about it. But why, if their parents didn't teach them and their parents didn't teach them, should it be like this handed down thing that's just like, Oh, well, that's just how it is. They've they've come from a family that that didn't teach it. It's like, no, no. let's let's stop that. Let's put a no, pin in that. All the like, systems are there. Just teach kids how to how it works. That's it. I it, yep. I mean, we could go on and on about this, but I, I don't even think it's it's necessary. Like, if you don't have a good and handle on personal finance, you are going to struggle big time, no matter how much money you make. It's going to be a struggle. And if you have your finances locked in, life is going to be a lot easier. That that's just that's cut and dry. And you either start with a bit of an advantage because you've been taught it by usually parents, but could be someone else in your life when you're younger, or you start at a disadvantage when you're not taught it. But ultimately, no matter where you start, you have to sit back and say, I've got to deal with this. And, yeah. you know, being in a, a relationship a lot of times, you know, uh, wh- usually when you, when you get a partner or a life partner, I mean, this has been, this will is Heather and I's biggest point of contention, our biggest struggle, our, the thing that leads to the most fights. We come from different money backgrounds where our parents were different with money. And it's it's it has been something that we have continued to work through as adults. And I'm not going to say if we were both taught it in high school that it would solve every problem. But I think if we were both taught personal finance stuff, we'd at least be speaking the same language. And it wouldn't have to be years of trying to back out of the way that we have been to try to find a compromise uh, situation. We'd at least have come at it with like the same basic understanding and same foundation to build on versus having to retrace our steps to even get to that. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. It's so important. And again, we have it on the list because it's, it's, I feel like this is something that you can always continue self-educating on. And of course, you know, financial offerings are changing, situations change, rates change. It's, it's an ongoing thing, but you can do, uh, you know, you can read some books and get, you know, 80% 80% of what you need yes. to kind of be off and running. So uh, I only have a handful of minutes left because I have a Lifestyle Launch Academy coaching call soon. So we have to finish this up. Uh, 
uh, shall I share my? You want to share your number one? Because I shared. Why don't you share your number one? Because I shared my. Um, yep. And right before yeah. I do that, I just want to share one. I mean, there's a lot of books on personal finance. I'm going to share one called Profit First, which is written That's about more for business owners, businesses. But yeah. Yes, but there is a personal finance version of Profit First. Um, you know, Google that. You'll find that book. Um, but yes, I. I Start down that path if you feel like you don't know where to be, because it will be it will impact your day to day life, maybe even more than everything else that we've talked about, other than possibly self awareness or mindfulness. Um, okay. My last one is time management, and just in the, almost in the same vein as personal finance, this this might be a little harder to teach, right? Like it's a little more abstract than you know, maybe personal finance, but likewise, I, we are often thrown into the world with no idea how to spend our time, spend our day. And it's a very steep learning curve, especially when you go as all of you are looking to do and build a business or want to build a lifestyle where you're out of a traditional nine to five job where, you know, that sucks up a lot of time and kind of hems you in like, all right, your time management, uh, maybe doesn't have to be as tight because someone else is controlling a large chunk of your time or some business. But when you build your own thing, this was a thing I struggled with for a long time because now I had more freedom of time, but that actually led me to having really, really, really bad habits. So time management is a skill that I really wish I had done some personal development around um, because it would have saved me some years of struggling with well, when should I work? How do I work best? What work should I be doing when? You know, what? How should I be batching my work? All that kind of stuff, um, because I was not good at prioritizing what I should be doing or what could be most effective for me. Yeah. Okay, that's a great one. I am surprised that this one isn't on your list, but I had to put it on mine. Learning how to travel affordably. <laughs> Learning how to budget, <laughs> learning how to yeah, travel, budget—it's a skill, man. I like, agree. Yeah, you, yeah. you don't know how to. Do, you think it's an impossible dream until you figure out the ways you can do it, and then once you're able to sort of crack the nut and learn the different ways you can, and and also along with that comes. I mean, no matter how much money you have or if you're gifted in some crazy inheritance or whatever, I think everybody should have the budget travel backpacking experience at some point because it teaches yes. you so much about yourself and the world and you have a totally different travel experience and you might not ever want to have the other travel experience. You know, I, I shouldn't say never, but it might put you off on like, you know, spending your life in luxury resorts or, or whatever because in many ways you're separated from when you have that experience, you're separated from the day-to-day -day life of that city in, in, in some regard. And I don't, that's a whole other conversation, but it is, you know, it, I, I just felt like this was such an impossible dream. And then once I figured out how I could do it and how to do it, it just like the, it was like the whole world was open to me at all times. I didn't feel limited by any, you know, to say, well, yeah, I might go to China or this and that. It was like, before it might've been like, would just sound like ridiculous, like some kind of pipe dream, like who goes to China or who goes to, I haven't been to China, by the way, but you know what I mean. Um, and then after it was like, wow, I can do anything, like anything in the world. This is, this is an incredible feeling and so empowering. 
and so life-changing because travel is that. So it's my number one. Yeah. Learning how to travel affordably, cheaply. I, I, it's almost like wilderness survival in a way, right? Because you're going to learn specific skills, all right, how to get cheap plane tickets. I mean, I built my whole first business on this. This yeah. is, So did you. So you're going to learn how to find cheap plane tickets, find affordable hotels, how to use Airbnb, how to eat like locals, all that. But you're also going to gain so much confidence in your ability to to navigate the world. And so, you know, when we talk about travel affordably and travel cheaply, it it's it's like I I I don't want to say easier, but it's like a more mellow version of wilderness survival, right? The same things that you'll get out of doing that, that confidence, that eye-opening experience, that that really just stark difference of your day, what your day-to-day life looks like. And now boom, you're traveling cheaper or your stark difference of what your day-to-day life looks like. And boom, now you're in the woods having to survive. Like that just emboldens you so much when you're able to do that. It's incredible. All right. I mean, I have some uh, quick honorable mentions. I can't comment because I I do have to run, but um, where did I put them? All right. As you, as you find yours, cooking, cooking, Cooking was and, on mine. Cooking yeah. was on mine. Okay. Yeah. Cooking was the big one. I wanted to. Do okay. That. I'm going to rattle these off really quickly. Uh, cooking was on mine. How to play a musical instrument was on mine. That was um, going to be on mine or a hobby, if, you know. Any uh, hobby handyman you stuff, I would put on there if I could oh, yeah. define it better, but I don't yeah. know how to define Carpentry handyman or stuff. Whatever. Like, home improvement. Home improvement. Home improvement. Okay. Definitely on there. Um, Self defense, I talked about. Storytelling was another yeah. one that was on my honorable mention because I just think it can run it, it can find its way into every facet. This kind of goes back to your social skills, right? Of like it can really find its way into a lot of part of your parts of your life. Learning a language, which you have done successfully, that was on mine. Um meditation, gratitude, mindfulness, speed reading, driving a motorcycle, and learning how to drive a big truck or a trailer. So there you go. Just some of the brain dumps that I had. <laughs> Right on. I mean, we could go on and on. That was fun, man. Thanks for doing this. Of course, uh, if you want to keep tabs on uh, all the skills, all the good stuff, you want to get your own skills, level up, become location independent, or you know, scale your business, we do that. We do the lifestyle business thing over at locationindie.com. Check it out. Sign up for the newsletter. You can hear about all the good stuff, programs, and everything we got going on. Trav, how do we send this one off? I, I'm gonna hey, I'm gonna go get some skills. I'm gonna continue my skill of learning how to surf today. So there you go. All right. Leveled up, dog. That Chat soon, man. everyone. Cheers. Bye bye.